Now, it's my joy and privilege, and not being the preacher today, it's my joy and privilege to introduce the preacher. And the preacher is a really, really good friend of Kensington Temple. He is one of my primary 12 leaders. He works out there in the satellite churches, been with us for many, many years, a true son of the house. His name is Pastor Praise Olotona. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we give you praise. Amen. Go for it. God bless you, praise. Thank you, Pastor Colin. Well, good afternoon, Kensington Temple. Hallelujah. It's good to be back with you today. Thank you very much, Pastor Colin, for that introduction. Amen. Um, it's always a, an honor and a privilege to come upon this platform to preach and to minister to the people of God. Amen. I have a message for you today, and I know God is really, really going to bless you. Can I hear you say amen? amen. So fasten your seatbelt. I'm going to do something unusual uh, that I've not done before in this place. So I need you to, to please go with me as we go in the service. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have once again today to gather in this place to praise your name and to glorify you and to hear your word. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for sound mind. We thank you for the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that is upon our lives. We thank you, Lord, because your name is great and greatly to be praised. And Father, we thank you for your presence that we know that is already here. And Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that the entrance of your word today will bring light. Let it bring understanding. Let there be breakthroughs in the house today. Let there be deliverance, O oh God. Let the faith of your people rise to the word of God in the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, at the end of this service today, let's have every, every, every opportunity to give glory to your name. For I pray with faith and with thanksgiving in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. If you've got your Bibles with you, please go with me to the book of 1 Kings. The first book of Kings, chapter 17. The title of my message today is The Central Bank of Heaven. Amen. Every nation in the world, uh, they, they all have their central banks. We have the Bank of England. We have the Central Bank of Nigeria, my home country where I come from. And um, the, the Central Bank of in each nation provides financial services for each nation. And we have a bank in heaven, amen. The Bible talks about the storehouses of God. And it's amazing the things that we can find in the storehouse of God. Uh, he keeps his snowflakes there, according to the Bible. He, he, he sends out the east wind from his storehouse. Amen. So I call the storehouse of God the central bank of heaven. Amen. And as born again believers, we can go to the central bank of heaven and cash our checks written and signed by the name of Jesus. Can I hear you say amen? Okay. All right. For those, those of you who are ready, please go with me. Please don't second guess my message today. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be talking to you about breaking through financially and prosperity. And I want to share some principles of, about how we can place a demand on the central bank of heaven. Amen. And the reason I'm bringing this message today is because of the financial situation in our world today. Amen. There is a situation that is going on recently in the news. Uh, Britain, uh, we're told, it's like, it's, you know, we're, we're slipping back into day, you know, the economy is slipping back into double deep recession. But I want you to know that the economy that we bank with, the bank that we put our money into as Christians, is recession proof. Can I hear you say amen? amen. Well, for those of you who have given your tithes today, you've given an offering today, why have you given it your tithe and your offering? Is it because it's a good thing to do? 
Or is it because you are honoring God with your substance? Is it because you are obeying God? Because he says, bring all the, the tithes into my storehouse. And see now if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing that will have no room to receive. Why are you giving? Why do you give? You know, what's the principle? What's your understanding of giving? Why do you give? And there are principles in scriptures that I want to look at today that would help us begin to see how we can break out of the cycle of, of recession that is out there. My God, according to the Bible, is the one who said to Abraham, I am the God of all flesh. Is there anything too difficult for me to do? I don't know the God that you imagine in your mind. But the God that I have in my spirit, that I know I'm worshipping, is the one that spoke the universe into existence. He's the one that upholds it with the power of his word. He's the one that said, the words that are spoken, they will not return to me void. They will go where I send them, they will accomplish what I send them for, and they will prosper. it will prosper. In 2 Chronicles 20, 20. the king said, believe in the Lord God, your, 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 believe in the Lord your God. You will be established. Believe in his prophets and you will prosper. Amen. And so we live in this uh, economy today that is um, scary. There's fear all over the place about what is happening, about how the economy, the politicians are having a go at each other. This Ed Miliband was on TV the other day. This government has no plan B. The plan A is not working. It's about time they do this, they do that. Well, tough for them. I, I bank with the central bank of heaven. Can I hear you say amen? I hope you do too. Every time you bring in your offering and your tithes, you are saying to God, I'm honoring you with what you've given me. Therefore, I expect my case to be different from other people. Can I hear you say amen? amen. Let's read the Bible. 1, 1, 1 Kings chapter 17 verse 8. I want to read from verse 8. Hallelujah. I know that sometimes as Christians, we get a bit um, uh, skeptical. We get a bit worried when we see preachers come on the platform to talk about money. Amen. I believe that prosperity is meant for the children of God. Now, please understand that there's a difference between prosperity and the gospel of greed. The preaching of the gospel of prosperity that is biblical and the gospel of greed that is out there. And a lot of Christians have become very, very wary of giving, especially when they need to give because of the way this, this, the message that the Bible talks about, when the Bible speaks about prosperity, the way it's been handled by some preachers has, has kept Christians back from giving and therefore denying them the benefits that come from giving. And today I want to bring a dimension to you about how we can break out of this cycle of recession and actually go on and prosper and i believe that the words i'm speaking to you today will accomplish great things in your life in jesus name amen hallelujah 1 kings 17 i mean 19 verse 8 then the word of the lord came to him saying that is to elijah the prophet arise go to saripath which belongs to sidon and dwell there see I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Sarephat. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. 
So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. Only a handful of flour and in, a, in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in, prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat and die. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said. But make me a small cake from it first. And bring, and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, God of Israel, The bean of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry, until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. The bean of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which is spoke by Elijah. I bring you a word from the Lord today. And I was sharing with them in, at the 9 o'clock service that this message came out of my interaction with the Lord a couple of um, weeks ago. I, uh, we started in our fellowship in our church in Walthamstow uh, an early Saturday morning prayer, 5.30 a.m. in the morning. We gather together to pray. We come together, we pray for one hour in tongues. I share the word of God and then we continue praying. And by 7 o'clock, we are done on Saturday morning. We, 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 I, we started this based on what God said to me last year. Uh, towards the end of last year, as I was seeking God for the new year. And God said to me that this year we need to up our game. That we need to combine three things that we know are very essential in our lives as Christians. The word of God, faith. And prayer we know that the word of God brings faith when we study the word of God we meditate on the word of God faith comes in because faith comes through hearing and hearing the word of God so faith comes through the word of God and when we combine faith with prayer prayer based on faith faith based upon the word of God when we combine the three together we begin to walk in supernatural power can I hear you say amen we have think we see things change in our lives and so we started the morning prayer uh sometime early in may and um, a couple of saturdays ago i got up late from bed uh i could only brush my teeth wash my face jump in the car with my family and we went to the church hall to pray and uh, because i had to go to hackney by 8 30 i had to be in hackney in pastor tyo's church for our you know, not East Zone uh, pastor's meeting, I quickly jump, jumped in the bathroom to take my shower and go. And I was talking to the Lord in the bathroom. And I was talking about breakthroughs and, 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 and finances and recession and all that and having a conversation with the Lord in my mind. And then the Holy Spirit asked me a very funny question. And he said to me, what is a check? C-H-E-Q-U-E. You know, the check that you take to your bank to cash your money. And I thought, how is this related to what I'm talking to you, Lord? You know, well, he said, what is a check? And from working in the banking industry in Nigeria, I know the definition of a check according to what we had then. A check is a negotiable instrument that is drawn on a bank, signed by the person giving it, demanding the bank, to pay on demand, requesting the bank to pay on demand or at a determinable future date, a sum certain in money to the order of the bearer or to some other person. 
So I said to the Lord, that's the, that's the, that's the definition of a check. And he said, yeah. But let me tell you one thing. On, what, on which bank, on which bank is your check drawn? And I'm not talking about Barclays, Lloyds, Northwest, and all that. Because I know God was talking to me using physical things to describe spiritual things. And I began to study, I began to look at this again, and look at the Bible, and this message came out of that. And I need to say this to you ahead of time, because of what I'm going to ask you to do at the end, towards the end of this service. I don't want you to second guess it. I want you to believe that this is the word of the Lord, and let's see God walk in our lives. Can I hear you say amen? amen. And so, God began to speak to me, to say to me, a check is drawn on a bank, requesting the bank to pay. A sum that is certain in money. The first thing I want you to know is that when we go to God with our request, as you know, most of us know, it has to be, there has to be some certainty there. What are you asking God for specifically? It is drawn on a bank. The bank that we want to draw from spiritually is the bank of heaven. Because the Bible says that God has given us everything that pertains unto life and unto godliness. God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms. And so we need to know how to place a demand, how to put in our check to the central bank of heaven because there's only one bank in heaven. And we got to know who is signing the check because a check must be signed by somebody. If the check is not signed by somebody, then the, the teller on the counter will return it to you. And the person that signs our check with his blood is the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I hear you say amen? amen. And we know, let me just say to you, let me ask you today. If you walk out of this hall today, and there at the car park out there is Sir Richard Brownson. And he says to you, what do you want? And you say to him, well, right now I need a hundred thousand pounds. And he puts his hand in his pocket and writes you a check for a hundred thousand pounds. I don't think there are some of us here, definitely, I won't think this check, this check will bounce. I, I mean, I will be praying that God will speak up the, speed up the clock. Okay? God, just speed up the clock to nine o'clock tomorrow morning so that I can land in that bank and catch the check before he changes his mind. But the good thing about the bank of heaven is that the promises of God in this book, the Holy Spirit was teaching me, are like checks. Every promise of God that you catch by revelation from this book is like a check that is written and signed by the Lord Jesus Christ. And what we need to do is to put our faith in action in order to go to the bank of heaven and cash our check. And one good thing is that the one who has written this check and signed it will never change his mind. Richard Brownson may change his mind concerning the check he's given me and may cancel it. May say to the bank, don't pay. I was overexcited when I gave him the check. The check may bounce. But the thing about the bank of heaven, the central bank of heaven is that nothing, no check that you present signed by Jesus will bounce. Can I hear you say amen? There was a man in my native country, Nigeria, very, very rich man, a billionaire. And the story about him was that people would go to him, was a politician also, very rich, died a couple of years ago, won a, 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 the first free and fair election in Nigeria, was never given his mandate. He died crying for his mandate, give me my mandate. But he never got it. 
Very unfortunate for him. But we had stories about this man. That people would go to him, and he was a very generous man too. And they would ask him to give them money. Depending on where you met him. If you met him uh, in a restaurant, he might take a sheet of paper from your notebook and write some amount of money on it and sign his name to it and you take that paper to the bank and the bank will pay you. On ordinary paper, without his check, your money will be given to you because of who he was. In fact, there was a ridiculous story about him that he met somebody at a party and the man was able to get close to him to tell him everything that was wrong with his life. And the man said, well, I don't have a sheet of paper here. We're in, a, we're in a party. But the only thing I have is this napkin on the table. And he wrote an amount of money on the napkin. And the man took the napkin to the bank and he was paid. Now, I haven't read anywhere where that story has been verified. But that was one of the stories about him. Now, this man was also the man, I think this was about 1981 or 1982, was watching him on TV, and uh, he was being interviewed. And he was asked to tell, to tell the people oh, a, a, an estimate of his wealth. And he said, well, I cannot estimate my wealth. I can't give you a figure. And the man said, well, why? And he said, well, it's because... It's like you, you imagine a reservoir of water as big as the Wembley Stadium. And you have a tap running continuously into that reservoir. And now that reservoir is full and now it's, it's overflowing. He said, I, I've just started spending the overflow. I haven't even touched the reservoir and the tap is still running. So because of that, I cannot estimate my wealth. Now that's an ordinary human being. Who is dead today? He's not here. That was how he could describe how rich he was at that time. But I want you to imagine the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Israel, the one who spoke the universe into existence, the one who opposed it with the power of his word, the one who, who through the power of his word, had a virgin pregnant. The one who, at the age of 100, gave Abraham a son. The one who said to, 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 to Elizabeth, you will have a child at an old age. That's the one we are talking about. The God who created you and gave life today. He's the one who we are talking about. He's the one who is signing a check for you to go to the central bank of heaven and cash it. Even though I'm talking monetary terms today, you know that it's not, it's not everybody under the sound of my voice in the overflowing coronet or on the internet, right here in this hall, in the overflow at the back and in the basement, that your challenge today is money. Some of you are comfortable. We know some of you who are millionaires who sneak into KT once in a while and give a good offering in the bucket. God bless you. Thank you. May that tap keep flowing in Jesus' name. Thank you for the good work you're doing. So for each and every one of us, what the demand upon the bank of heaven is different. For Hannah, the mother of Samuel, it was a son. Went to her husband and said, give me a child or I die. And the man said, am I not better than ten sons? She said, no, you're not. I want a child. 
and it came to one time in her life that she thought i better go to the central bank of heaven and place a demand for a son i better go to the god of abraham and place a demand for a son i need something from the storehouse of heaven that my husband cannot give me i'm speaking to people today wherever you are in the world listening to me or downloading this message you are at a point where unless god comes through for you the bowl of flour will run dry and the jar of oil will get empty unless god comes through and I'm saying to you today, by the, by the anointing of God in, the, in this place, by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the authority of the word of God, things will turn around for you from today in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, people of God, it's about time we rise up. It's about time we rise up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Based on the promises of God in the Bible, because his promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. That's why that check is signed, must be signed by Jesus. Which means it must be a promise that is coming from this book. It's not, just, it's, it's not good enough for you to wish that I have this. No, you must go into the word of God and say, I'm going through this challenge in my life. I've got to go to the bank of heaven, but I need a check. Properly written, properly addressed, and properly signed. Because once I tender it at the central bank of heaven, I know I'm coming back home with my cash can i hear you say amen? amen so let's go back to this story the widow of Saraf sarifat there has been drought in the land the prophet declared a drought three years there will be no rain it's gotten bad even the prophet himself the brook cherry where he was drinking water dried up and god said to him now i'm sending you to sarifat and i've commanded a widow to look after you now for those who are bible bible scholars and and people who do a lot of researches you see that so, some of the most disadvantaged people in in those days uh, in israel are the widows and the orphans that's why the bible specifically says we must look after them they have nobody to look after them and this prophet comes and god says it's a widow that is going to look after you sometimes what god you know tells us to do is sometimes most times contrary to what we are thinking doesn't make sense logically if i may if i may use that language the prophet would not have expected god to say to him it's a widow that will look after you but in obedience he went uh, i don't know how he recognized the widow because in the text, it, it does not say that God said to him, that's the widow. But he got to the gate of that city. And then he saw the woman. Probably because the way the woman was dressed. In some cultures, when you are in mourning, you wear black. You have black scarf and all that stuff. Probably because of the way the woman was dressed, he was able to recognize. And there was a witness in his spirit that that's the, that's the widow. So he went to the widow and said, can I have a glass of water please? And the widow said, no problem. I'll go get you a glass of water. And as she was turning to go, the prophet said, and by the way, you know, while you're at it, get me some bread. And the widow said, you're really pushing it now, aren't you? Can't you see me? Can't you see I'm a widow? 
actually i recognize you as a prophet because he, she said to him as 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 long as your god lives i don't have bread so she recognized that the man is a man of god is a is a prophet probably because because of the way elijah dressed and I, I'm, I'm thinking in my mind this woman was saying can't, can't you can't, don't, don't you understand that i'm a widow how cruel can you become don't you know there's economic crisis that double triple deep recession in, in case you don't understand what i'm saying let me tell you how bad it is i have a little flour in a bean and i have a little oil in a jar and this meal is not the last supper this is eat and die this meal is a meal that is called eat and die i'm going to eat this food with my son and uh, we are going to die and in case you don't know you are not welcome at our table And then Elijah said to her, fear not. Turn to somebody next to you and say, fear not. Oh, hallelujah. You see, the devil always wants us to go into fear. One of the ways that the world keeps us in bondage is through fear. It may not look like fear. We are in summer, isn't it? Summer sales. I don't know whether they've started. My wife hasn't told me. whether they've... It's finished. Almost finished. Okay. Almost finished. But you know the way they put us under pressure. Summer sales. Sale, sale, sale on the window. 75% off. Only for two days. And then you are thinking. Only for two days. Only for two Only. I better go. I better go. I better go. And you are under pressure. And you are thinking of this uniform for, this, for the kids. You are thinking about, you know, this and that for... You know, I better go. 75% off. Wow, what a bargain. It's an encouragement based on fear. The fear of, if I don't go quickly, if I don't spend this money now, I won't, I won't get what I want. It, no, no, no. Let me tell you one thing. Next year, there will be another sale. The year after, another sale. Yeah. If you don't go, if you if you can't afford to buy this year, next year is coming. You will be alive. You will be rich. In fact, maybe you won't even need the sale to get what you want. Can I hear you say Amen? And so, everything that is coming at us over the television is about fear, double deep recession. Ed Miliband, uh, Ed Miliband says Cameron is killing the economy. Um, the chancellor, Chancellor Chancellor said, we are doing everything we can. I mean, no, 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 that the Chancellor is a, is a, is not doing the right thing. Everything is about fear, fear, fear out there that even the Olympics couldn't dampen the, the thing. They could have said, well, the Olympic is here. Let's not talk about how the economy is doing. Let the Olympic go. No, no, no. They had to come out with bad news so that we can, we can be in perpetual fear. Turn to somebody else again and say, fear not. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, no, 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 no. Do not fear. Do not fear. Because God is on your side. Jehovah God is on your side. The one who created the heavens and the earth is your provider. Because upon the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Can I hear you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please go with me to Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22. From what we've seen in, with the widow of Sarepta, we saw that the prophet said, go and make for me first. If you are going to benefit from the anointing, if you are going to hear the word of the Lord from my mouth, 
that will cause your, 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 your flour not to run dry and your oil not to, not to cease flowing, go and make for me first. There's a benefit when we give to God first. Hallelujah. Genesis 22. Very familiar story. From verse 1. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a bond offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him. And Isaac his son, and Isaac his son, and he split the wood for the bond offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to, to Abraham his father and said, My father... And he said, here I am, my son. Then he said, look the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked. And there behind him was a ram caught in, in a thicket by its horns so abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son hallelujah and abraham called the place the lord shall provide jehovah jireh now this is uh the faith of abraham as we've come to know it god said to abraham i'm going to give you a, i'm going to i'm going to make you a father of many nations in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. And we know that that is fulfilled in the, in, in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we are here today. And we are part of the covenant of, of Abraham. We've been engrafted into that covenant by the death and resurrection. And what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross of Calvary. But at a particular time, Abraham had no son. And God already said to him, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. And finally, at age 100, God gave him a son. And now God says to him, I want this son. I want you to go unto Mount Moriah, the land of Moriah, and sacrifice this son on that mountain. Now, I don't know about you. If I were Abraham, I would rebuke the devil. <laughs> Satan, I bind you in Jesus' name. Because God said, through this child, I'll become father of many nations. Now, I'm hearing a voice saying, go and kill the child. I was, it, it would, 
Because the Bible says that Abraham rose up the following morning. And of course we know why he did that. Because Abraham can hear God. I hope in everything that I said to you today, you are able to hear God. Can I hear you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. He was able to hear God. And he took his journey. And the question is, why will God ask him to go to Moriah? A three days journey. Well, I believe that God wanted him to have enough time to rethink. As he was going, Abraham talking to himself. Is this not foolishness? <laughs> I really think that the, the devil is trying to get me now. Is this really God? And sometimes that happens to us as children of God. And that's why I believe when God wants you to give to him, he doesn't put you under pressure. He'll give you all the time that you need. The only problem is that if you refuse to obey, then you miss out on his blessings. And as long as you keep delaying, you're also delaying your blessings. And so God gave him time to think properly. To choose whether he was going to change his mind and say, I really don't think this is God. Let's go back home. I'll go get one of the flocks. What's up? Yeah, I have a lot of, if God, you want a thousand sheep? A thousand ram? A thousand goat? Or a thousand camel? I'll give it to you. No, but God has spoken. God said, I want your son. And because he could hear God, he took his journey to Moriah. Of course, we know the rest of the story. God said, now I know that you fear me. Amen. I know that you, that you, you are ready to obey me because you have not withheld your son. What if the widow, because the, the, the prophet met the widow at the gate, not in her house. And the prophet said, go and make me the bread, the cake. Go and make me something and bring it. Then go and make for yourself. Make for me first. Go and bring what you've made for me first. When, when you've given it to me, then go back and make for yourself and your son. And then... The flour will not be empty, the bean will not be empty, and the oil will not run dry. There's something about giving to God first. I want you to know that God loves a good offering. Can I hear you say amen? amen? But with your offering also, God says, I want you to be a cheerful giver. That's why if I come here today and I say, now, there's an anointing here now. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the anointing. Hallelujah. Don't even think about it now. Just get out your credit cards now. Put, you know, just write a thousand pounds. I'm putting you under pressure. When we come to church, God has not said that we should keep our brains at home. Can I hear you say amen? Yeah. That was why God, I believe, wanted Abraham to think. Think about what you are doing. Think about what you are doing. And I'm saying this to you, I'm explaining this way because I'm going to ask you to do something in a few minutes. That you have to go home and think about too. Can I hear you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. But I want you to know, because of the word of God, your cruise of oil will not be empty and your oil will not run dry. Can I hear you say amen? amen. And the reason is, at the word of the Lord, you, you place your demand upon the central bank of heaven. Not upon the bank of man. Upon the central bank of heaven, where there is no drought and there is no famine. 
And I need you to understand that. And I need you to know that when you take your request based on the word of God, based on obedience, and you present it before God, the answer is always yes and amen because the check is signed by the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I told this story at the 9 o'clock service. A couple of years ago, before I came to England, I resigned from the bank I was working and went to Bible school. And Bible school, wow, was tough. Bible school was from morning to night. And my savings got depleted. I had gotten married in 1999. My wife came back to England and I was going through Bible school in Nigeria. And I was coming to join her the following year. And she, she called me one day and we spoke on the phone. How are you doing, sweetheart? Fine. How? Oh, all right. Everything's okay, yeah? How are you doing for money? Not very good, was my answer. So, okay, don't worry. I'll send you a hundred pounds. Thank you very much. To cut the long story short, a hundred pounds came in the post. I can't remember how it came, but it came. And wow, was that hundred pounds like a hundred thousand pounds? So, I quickly went to the local money changers and I changed 50 pounds. I started spending the 50 pounds. And the remaining 50 pounds, I put in my Bible. My Bible then had a brown cover. And on the inside was a zip, a zipper. So I put the 50 pounds in, this, in the pocket and I zipped it up. Now, as a very diligent Bible school student, I always go everywhere with my Bible. So I carried my savings account and my, and my bank with me. It was on my person. You, cannot, you couldn't separate me from my 50 pounds. Hallelujah. <laughs> nothing shall separate us from the love of God not even 50 pounds <laughs> now my pastor came up came on one Sunday in Nigeria you know in my home church in Nigeria and said well our TV program is just run to an end and we've got favorable feedbacks about the TV program so we want to keep it on for another season you know so I'm asking people to come and give please just come out if you want to give this amount come out if you want to give that amount come out whatever God is you know placing and people came out and I was an altar Levite, which means I minister around the altar. I'm an usher around the platform. And I, with all my other colleagues, had the job of handing out pledge papers and pens for people to make their pledges. And I didn't think I should give. Amen. My job is to pray and to, and to hand out paper and pen. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Usually, when, in those days when I was in Bible school, I would get up at about 12 midnight and I will pray until 3 a.m. And it's not just God bless me. I will pray for the church, pray for my pastor, you know, pray for the program of the church. And I got to that point where I began to pray, Oh God, bless your people, Lord. Let them give, give to the TV program. You know the TV program is fantastic. Oh God, bless. And then the Holy Spirit said to me, Why don't you give? And I responded diligently and respectfully to the Holy Spirit by saying, Lord, you know I have nothing. And the Holy Spirit reminded me about the 50 pounds in my Bible. And he said to me, what about the 50 pounds in your Bible? And I said to the Holy Spirit, with all due respect, don't go there. <laughs> do not go there lord 
and I had excuses and reasons why the Holy Spirit should not even talk about the 50 pounds. And we had an argument for almost one week until the following Saturday. And then on the following Saturday, the Holy Spirit reminded me that God said, my spirit will not strive with you forever. So he said to me, son, if you can live on 50 pounds for the rest of your life, keep it. And suddenly, I woke up. And I said, all right, Lord, it's going to the offering tomorrow. Because I knew I couldn't live on 50 pounds for the rest of my life. I didn't, I didn't at that particular point in time start jumping. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. Oh, hallelujah. No. I scratched my head. I said, Lord, give me a, a scripture. <laughs> Lord, send an angel. But I knew God has spoken because I know by the grace of God how to hear his voice. For he said, my sheep hear my voice. And so the following Sunday, I took the money to cut the long story short, I put it in the offering. Actually, the offering had been taken. But I had access to where the offering is counted. So I was going up the stairs to go and put the offering in there. The, the, this, this seed, when somebody called me and said, hey brother, praise, how are you? I said, I'm fine, how are you? Oh, fantastic. He said, I've been looking for you for a week. I said, that's not possible. If you've been coming to this church, you will have seen me. Because I'm always in the front of the platform after service every Sunday. I'm always running around. If I'm not taking the offering, I'm doing something. He said, no, I've been coming for a week. And I haven't seen you. But it's alright, I've seen you now. And then he gave me an envelope. And he said, oh, this envelope is for you from the fellowship that you started in the bank before you left. And I thought, hallelujah. <laughs> now I'm a giver, I'm a giver. <laughs> hallelujah. And I opened the envelope and there was 10,000 naira in it. Now, it didn't stop there. My brother in Australia said, I praise you are going to London to study, isn't it? Okay, don't worry, I'll pay your Bible school fees. And then I will also pay the first rent for you in London. Because you just got married, you're going to join your wife, things are going to be a bit tough for you. I'll pay your Bible school fees, I'll pay your first rent. And then there was another brother in the church who said, praise I had you are going to London, you know, and I know, you know, you would, you need money for tickets. He gave me 20,000 naira. And the blessings of God began to flow because of the 50 pounds that I did, I kept to my hand. <laughs> what am I saying to you? God only asks his children to give when he wants to bless. That is why it's important for you to hear God in what I'm saying because of what I'm about to do. It is important for you to go like Abraham and have a think. Your journey may be like one week. It was one week journey for me. For Abraham it was a three day journey. Have some argument with the Holy Spirit. Let him convince you about what to give. Because based on my interaction with the Holy Spirit when he was talking to me about check, asking me to teach, to talk to the children of God about placing a demand on the central bank of heaven where there is no recession. I'm going to ask the ushers to please give out these two envelopes to you. You are not going to give now. You are going on a journey with the Holy Spirit. So don't be scared. Fear not. Tell somebody fear not. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is not one of those meetings where you have to give now because if you don't give now, the anointing is going. No, no, no. This, that's not, this is not one of those meetings. Amen. Otherwise, Pastor Colin won't let me on this platform. Okay, but please hear me and hear me well. 
take please do not count yourself out do not say do not say i don't have anything please do not say and please there's one rule about this let me explain this this green envelope that you are taking is a seed that you want to sow for a particular thing that you want god to do in your life but remember he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly amen so let the holy spirit minister to you what you want to sow now the white envelope is for you to keep until the prayer for this is answered when this prayer is answered then you bring a thanksgiving offering in this envelope let it be unto you according to your faith is somebody hearing me okay now the rule about this green envelope is that you are not allowed to use your credit card you are not allowed to use your credit card that's the rule because credit card is not a seed you are borrowing money on which you pay interest you say but no no it's a sacrifice go and look in your house for something you can put on ebay or something that will yes yes please yes because the bible says to me my bible tells me that god gives seed to the sower he gives seed to the sower he doesn't say go borrow no no he will give you seed to sow amen you just need to look a little bit in your house and look for the appropriate seed for what you want god to do in your life can i hear you say amen okay now that's why i was sharing with you because i know that some of you may be here today and you are not used to this amen that is why there's no pressure you go have your argument and your and your and your uh, uh, your, your your talk with the lord let him take you but i want you to know the more you delay when you've had the holy spirit the more like me my my blessing was delayed for one week i thank god that was not more than one week amen so this is something please take it you may not feel inclined to what i'm saying now but maybe by the time you are doing your prayer tomorrow morning or maybe before you go to bed tonight the holy spirit will speak to you and say that man was speaking from the throne room and then you will not have lost out amen and please write specifically on the green envelope what you are trusting god for amen and also write on the white envelope what you are what your thanksgiving is for which is for this lord i'm believing you specifically for this i'm placing a demand on the central bank of heaven for this and then when that is fulfilled you give god your thanksgiving offering can i hear you say amen, amen. please you know i have not said give a thousand pounds i have not give, said give 50 pounds um, i have said to you let the holy spirit himself tell you what to do amen hallelujah because the principle of sowing is that seed time and harvest will not cease there's a time to sow and there's a time to reap and a good farmer will never eat his seed a good farmer will never eat his seed uh, in may i went to i went to nigeria I'm going to close with this testimony, then I'm going to make a call for those who want to give their life to Christ. I went to Nigeria. And before I went, one of the ladies, uh, uh, young women in the church came to me and said, Pastor, you are going to Nigeria. This is something for your mission. And she gave me an envelope. And I said, thank you. God bless you. And one of those days in Nigeria, I was praying in the morning. And the Lord brought her face to me. And I began to pray for her. I began to pray for her now before i left london she came to speak to me about a job that she was expecting she's applied for a job she's done the interview and she's expecting a reply and we prayed together we believe god that she was going to get the job now i came back from nigeria and she said pastor i need to see you i said okay come so we sat down together i said i didn't get the job and i said okay 
And she said, Pastor, this is how I feel. I feel terrible. God has not answered my prayer. I really believe I was going to get that job and this and that and this and that. I said, is that all? She said, yes. I said, okay, I want you to go home and I want you to sit on the floor in your living room and I want you to talk to God about how you feel. He said, can I do that? I said, yeah, he can take it. Oh yeah, he's big enough to take it. Just tell him how you feel. And she went home just based on what I said. She did exactly what I said. And within 24 hours, she got a call and they gave her the job. The job that they've told her she cannot have. They gave her the job. Believe in the Lord your God, you will be established. Believe in his prophets and you will prosper. And my prayer for you today is that you will prosper. Based on what God says to you, according to the word that I preach to you, based on the conviction that you have in your heart about what to give to him, based on the prophetic step you are taking, by taking a thanksgiving envelope already, because it's a step of faith. I say, Lord, I know as I sow, I'm also coming back to thank you. That's why I've taken these two envelopes. And when you talk to me about what to give, I will return thanking you with this envelope. And I pray that is the same way it's going to be for you in Jesus' name. Can I hear you say amen? amen. Please bow down your heads. Let's close our eyes and bow down our heads. Maybe you are here today and you've not at any time in your life surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ. Acknowledge him as your Lord and Savior. Acknowledge to him that you are a sinner. And some of the things I've said may, may not really mean anything to you. But this is the opportunity that God has given you today to be here. I did this a couple of years ago, to about 20 years ago now, and I've never looked back. I want us to all pray together. And this prayer is going to be especially for you who wants to commit your life to Christ. Who wants to be a partaker of the divine activity that I've spoken about from this word of God. Let's all say, to, say with me please, Lord Jesus. Let's say it's a bit stronger. Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I have gone away from you. But Lord, today, I come to you and I ask that you wash me with your blood from my sins. I ask that you come and be my Lord and my Savior. Come into my life make me a new person take away my old nature and give me a new nature and i promise to follow you all the days of my life thank you lord for i am born again hallelujah please all heads bowed and all eyes closed if you are praying that prayer for the first time in your life i want you to know if it, if it came from your heart you are born again you're a new person because salvation in christ is free and if that is you here today, all I want you to do is to lift up your hand and bring it down so that I can see it. Somebody is coming to stand beside you. Maybe you are a visitor or this is your first time. It doesn't matter. You are not acknowledging to man. You are acknowledging to God. If that is you, you want to commit your life to Jesus today for him to take over your life and be your Lord and your Savior. Please just put that hand up once and bring it down. Somebody will come and attend to you. Somebody will come and attend to you. If you brought somebody and they, are not, they don't know Jesus yet, please, you know, nudge them. I'm not asking you to join a call. I'm asking you to come into the fellowship, the family of God. One more time. Is there anybody lifting up their hands? Somebody, you want to come to the Lord Jesus Christ today. Please lift up that hand. 
There's a sister there. Thank you very much. Any other person? In the balcony? In the overflow at the, at the back? In the coronet? On the internet? Downstairs in the, in the lower hall? Is there any other person? You want to commit your life to Christ today? Just lift that hand up. Okay, there's somebody else there. Thank you. God bless you. Now, I'm going to pray. But before I pray for us concerning the seed that we're going to sow, I want to say to you, watching on the internet, please understand that you can partake of what we are doing. I know you don't have two envelopes in your hands. But if you go on our website, you will find places there where you can donate. Write us an email saying, I'm responding to this, to this message. Let us know that you have responded to it by giving. And God bless you. And you will be a partaker of what we are, we are doing here in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we want to thank you. Thank you for the entrance of your word that brings light. Thank you because your word will always go forward and accomplish where you sent it and it will prosper. Thank you, Father, because we know that in the, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us thank you father because we know in the beginning you created the heavens and the earth by the power of your word and you sustain everything that we see by the power of your word thank you father because your word says i have been young but now i'm old i've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread thank you father because we lay hold upon your word today and i speak prophetically over your people oh god that as they sow their harvest will come in the name of jesus christ Father, as they place a demand upon the central bank of heaven, your angels will respond speedily to their request in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray that as they go into this week, oh God, let there be miracles following them in the name of Jesus Christ. Let obstacles become stepping stones. Let hindrances become stepping stones. Let the gates of city, the gates of this city, the gates of opportunities open unto them of their own accord in the name of Jesus Christ. Let your glory be upon them. Let your favor be upon them. The favor of God that brings the favor of man. Let it be upon you. Let the blessings of God pursue you, overtake you, and overwhelm you in the name of Jesus Christ. Let it be so, my Father, for I pray with faith and with thanksgiving. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And the people of God say, amen. God bless you. Thank you, Gabriel.